welcome to this special edition of the EPL Weekly Podcast. Here I am with Brooklyn resident Jesse Roach, who you can normally find on the uh, Don't Call It Soccer podcast on the Liga MX and the MLS. She's a Spurs fan, though, when it comes to the Premier League. So today we're going to be talking about Spurs and their wonderful season under Mauricio Pochettino. How are you doing, Jesse? I am recovering from our terrible loss over the weekend. I'm trying to look to the future. Thank you, Ellis. So, how have you found Spurs this season so far, then? Um, here's the thing about Spurs, and here's the thing about me, and some of you will know this, that I know I'm expected to say great, but I, you you can't ever as a Spurs fan. That's the thing. Like, you 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 know, you're in second and you finish third, or you're in second and you expect to be relegated. It's just what happens. Um, so I can't answer that question. I plead the fifth. Next question, please. Okie dokie. Sadly, not first. You, don't, you cannot understand my plight and the plight of my fellow Spurs fans. You just cannot understand. So. Well, I mean, thinks, you know, Spurs have their chance to really win the league and do something great last season, didn't they? when all the top teams were sort of off the ball. And now, you know, Chelsea are really, really strong. Liverpool have been strong at certain parts of the season, you know. Spurs were expected maybe a top four finish this season, but certainly not to be in the top two. And, you know, they, they could still, they could still hold your horses, but they could still win the title. I don't, Ellis, don't, you can't jinx that. Oh, I don't know whether to tell you to, like, throw salt over your shoulder or spit four times, but do whatever your grandmother tells you to do to make bad luck go away. Wash my mouth out with soap, I think. <laughs> okay, do that later. Indeed. Right. Um, so, Spurs this season. I mean, I don't, how long have you been a Spurs fan for? My whole long life. Jürgen Klinsmann and all that then? I, I tried really hard not to be. I had a, like, brief Man United time because of Diego Forlan and Tim Howard. Ooh, hiss. Um, so, I have Man United socks. Because you cannot, first of all, Diego Forlan, so there was like a, you just had to. Um, there was a Luis Suarez thing where it wasn't a Liverpool thing. It was like, if Liverpool were not, if Liverpool winning was not going to affect Tottenham, then I wanted them to win. It was a lot of calculation happening. And it's the same <laughs> straight, I don't know if anyone's going to understand this, but it's the same weird thing where I always want Abba Hernandez or Estuani or Ramirez to score a goal, but I also want Tottenham to win. Sounds pretty so, really I feel like only Uruguayans will, will want that to happen. But my so my father became a Tottenham fan when Ozzy Ardiles and Poget were <laughs> playing. And so somehow it's like, you know, it's not that I want to be a Spurs fan. It just is a thing. It like happened. I don't know if that's a genetic thing, a hereditary thing. Someone can explain that to me if they understand football genetics. I also have a Brighton t-shirt that it, from when Poget was their manager that is an Uruguayan flag with the Brighton um, logo instead of the sun, because we do those things. What can I say? Gus Poyer. Uh, there's nothing top, to say. Gus Poyer is a top, top guy. Really nice right? guy. I know. And tot, tot, like tot num. See, how, see what I did there? Indeed, indeed. Let's get, let's get back into Spurs. What are your thoughts okay. on Mauricio Pochettino? Apart from, you know, he is pretty easy on the eye, normally speaking. The thing is, he's, he's Argentinian, 
and I love him. And I think that's the only thing I that 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 just explains it all. Like the fact that the man is Argentinian, I am an Uruguayan, and I love him, and I never want him to leave. And seeing him on the sideline just gives me a rush of relief and a feeling of comfort. I cannot tell you what a what a weird conflicting feeling that is. But like when when Edgardo Balsa was fired from the Argentinian national team, all I thought was, do not take my Pochettino from me. You cannot have him. He's having a smashing season, though, isn't he? I mean, obviously, previously, he did very, very well. Did well at Espanyol when he was manager at Espanyol here in Barcelona. But, but he, he just to... seems to make sense at Spurs somehow. And, you well, know... He went, to, he went to Southampton and turned Southampton around from being a club that was in pretty much in the relegation zone and having a pretty tough time with him from the league to keeping them safe and then establishing them as a, a mid-table team. And, you know, he's, he's done wonders at the clubs he's been at. And he's done really, really well with Spurs. He's meant they pushed on. From yeah, I think there's a, a, there's a calmness about him. You know, he's the... He's like the opposite of the Maradona type Argentinian. Like you don't see him yelling. You see him with his hands in his pockets. He sits down every so often. He just does what he needs to do. He's really, he's calm. There's a, there's like a, a quiet strength about him that I really appreciate. Indeed. And so, I mean, obviously he was rumored for a very, very short time with the Barcelona job. That'd be, that'd be absolutely devastating for you, wouldn't it? I can't talk about it. It's not going to happen. No, no, it isn't going to happen. It certainly isn't going to happen now. <laughs> but, I mean, Spurs this season is great. Let's talk about, let's start with the goalkeeper, Hugo Joyce. who uh, came in from France, who had a top reputation in France, came in, took his time really to become fully established in Premier League, but it's been absolutely essential for Spurs this season, hasn't it? He, oh man, I wish I knew how to say, like, I love you so much in, in, in French. I love him so much, Ellis. I love him. Again, I feel about this team so unspursy. Like, I feel confident in them. And Lloris, I think, is the the one that does that for me the most. There's no, um, I don't worry about him in the back. And whereas sometimes with some of our defenders, I worry. There's less of a worry because Lloris is back there. I love how, I love the kind of, verbal he is you know he doesn't get out of control and again I grew up watching Timmy Howard who can scream with the best of them but he's not a screamer Lloris he he expresses his needs <laughs> um but he's really really solid and I was so worried when he got injured but he came back and it was like he had never been gone indeed he was very very lucky to not be too seriously injured wasn't he really because that would have really oh. been quite damaging to Spurs Yes, especially in the season when, you know, we don't have a deep bench, I think is something that we all worry about. And, you know, we saw with Danny Rose has been out for a really long time. And I think it's devastating when any of our players get injured. You can see the reaction on on Twitter. You can see the reaction when you're watching with any Spurs fan is immediate terror when anybody gets injured. Let's go to the back four. Obviously, you've mentioned Danny Rose there at right back. But I'm seriously, secretly a big fan of Kieran Trippier. He was at Man City, which is my team as a kid. He got injured in the FA Youth Cup final, actually, believe it or not, and had to come out on crutches to collect the trophy when City won, I think, back in 2006 or something like that. They won the FA... No, 2008, I think they won the FA Youth Cup. But he, he went to Burnley... Well, didn't really have the chance to prove himself at City. Went to Burnley, played in the Championship a couple of times with Burnley, and then he's done just come really, really strong with Spurs when he's played, hasn't he? 
Yeah, I think this is really where he's found his feet, so to speak. Like he he really seems confident back there, which is interesting because I think our back four um, have a lot of personality. You know, you've got Kyle Walker, you have Eric Dyer, and that I I would not think that that was an easy move for Trippier to make. Um, and I've been really impressed with him. Um, again, he's really young, but it's been really nice to see him get a shot from Pochettino. Indeed, indeed. And the centre-backs, you know, you've got pretty strong centre-backs there in Yang Vertonghen and Toby Aradi. Uh, okay, not only great everything, but can we just talk about Toby's hair? Can we for a second? Jan and Toby, I think, should do a sort of like centre-back during the day model at night thing. They should start a band. It should be called Jan and Toby, and it should be spoken word poetry. There's just something about them. This is for later. We'll do a later podcast on my feelings about Jan and Toby. I love it. I love it. Okay. Last part. Eric Dyer, <laughs> the young English guy. The young English guy. Uh, I love Eric Dyer. I love Eric Dyer and Deli Ali's love affair. I love their friendship. And I love Eric Dyer. I love Eric Dyer's versatility. I think that I love the space that he's given. And I think this is about a lot of Spurs players, but I love the way that Eric Dyer utilizes his space. I think that he's not afraid to leave his position. Um, and, and I think that he's, you know, he benefits a lot from being covered by the men around him. But I think that you see this in some of the goals that he scored. I think that you see this in the way that he gets back to mark his men. Um, I am, you know, he, he definitely makes mistakes and he's made some oopsies, but he's an exciting player to watch because of that. He is indeed. And certainly, hopefully, he's had a good season in Spurs this season. Hopefully, he can continue it with the English national team when he plays for them. Let's yeah. go into midfield. Let's go into midfield now. And, you know, let's just Christian Eriksen fanboy. He was incredible oh. this weekend, wasn't it? His two assists were amazing. I read something that said that anybody who doesn't think that Christian Eric is a ge- Christian Eriksen is a genius is stupid. And I, I, I have to agree with this. Christian Eriksen takes some of the best free kicks ever in, in Europe right now. His placement is fantastic. And he is so cool on the ball. There's something, you know, he sort of steps up to the ball with this with this look in his eye that is, I'm afraid of for for whoever is in front of him. I he's he's terrific and he's having such a good season and I think it's just gonna get better because of where he's come from. Yeah. And also I love him. I just keep having to like add about all these players that I love them. I was reading up early on, I think he's scored like eleven goals and made sixteen assists this season. He's become an integral part of Spurs' team. He was the wonder kid at Ajax, obviously, came to Spurs. It's taken him a couple of seasons, but I do genuinely think he's now at the top of his game, Christian Eriksen. And I think and, you're right. I think he's vital. I think his presence on the field is felt in a lot of different ways. A lot of that is in the passes that he makes and these link-up connections that, you know, we often, that that go a little bit underrepresented when we're looking at stats. Indeed, passes and, if it, you know, if it's not pass completion rates. There's no real sort of, statistic you can use to sort of gauge somebody's effectiveness on the pitch as a passer, really, can you? you know, right. Pass completion rates or assists, there's not really a happy medium in between, is there? But whatever that is, that is Christian Eriksen, and it's really necessary for Spurs. Indeed, indeed. Now, Deli Ali, this young kid who was at uh, MK Dons growing up, MK Dons wanted, I think, five million for him. And there's so many English Premier League clubs that would never have come in and paid five million for this young kid who didn't have proven Premier League potential. He was playing League One at the time. And you know what? 
he's been incredible for Spurs. And they brought him in. I think it was Tim Sherwood who gave him his chance initially. Sherwood obviously left eventually, but Sherwood brought a lot, a lot of the young players through who you now see in Spurs' squad today. And he's, you know, Danny Ali's just been incredible. His goal at the weekend was great, but he's been fantastic all season, hasn't he? Okay, so Deli Alley reminds me of Ronaldinho. In, 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 and let me, let me finish the sentence before you tell me that I'm crazy. You know, in the way where he plays with absolute joy, there's always a smile on his face. Like, he cannot believe how lucky he is to be playing. And so he's one of my favorite players to watch all the time. Um, because it's just, he reminds me of when, you know, when I was playing, that you're so excited to be outside and playing with the ball at your feet, playing with your friends. It's that kind of expression and excitement. He's sort of like the opposite of Harry Kane in that way, who sometimes has no expression on his face. Deli Alley is always smiling. I love, love watching him play. There's just an energy about him. And you could see it in, in the way that he runs with the ball. It's just, it's, it's fun to watch him play. He's still so young, though, as well, isn't he? He's so young, Ellis. I wish you didn't say that because I feel so inadequate. Yes, he's so young. There's so much potential there. I think he's genuinely just starting his career now. And it's ridiculous. He's, he's doing great at Tottenham, but I think he could eventually go to And he's doing great for England. Big, I mean, he's doing so well. I think he could eventually go to one of the big sort of galactico clubs. You know, yeah, please don't pay. say that. Don't give anyone ideas. <laughs> Stop. Right, moving on. I'm sorry if we missed any Spurs players out. There have been so many fantastic players, but this is going to be a, a pretty quick fire podcast. Um, okay. Son, I mean. I love him. I love Sun Hyung Min, but I'm really worried that if he doesn't get a gold medal for Korea, they're going to take him away from mandatory military service. So that's my worry. Oh, really? Yes. He has two years before he turns 30 to get because mandatory military service in, in South Korea is, is mandatory unless you are exempt in some way. And one of those ways is to win, I, I believe it's a silver or a gold, but definitely a gold um, in the Olympics or the world cup. So I, be, I think there's going to be a number of Spurs fans sort of hoping that South Korea get a medal. Wow. I did. Yeah. I did not yeah. know that. And, you know, he's a player who, from time to time, isn't always as effective as he could be, but he's made some great passes. He's scored some fantastic goals this season, hasn't he? I also, you know, as I said before, we don't have a very deep bench. I'm not a huge, a huge fan of Vincent Janssen. Maybe that's just because he hasn't proven himself yet, or it's because I don't like change. I don't know. But I love, I love having Son. You know, he's... He sometimes, again, has these unbelievable games, but sometimes he also has these games where he really can come on for somebody who's injured. He can, you know, yes, he gave away that penalty. It was arguable for me. Um, so he's not as versatile as some of the players that we've had, but he's he's solid. So having him as a starter or as a sub is has been really great. Where would you play him, though? Would you play him as a center forward or... Would he play him as that second striker or left winger? He's one of those players who I never quite know where to put him on the pitch. And I think that's been a little bit of an issue for Potch, but definitely we saw this this week that left winger is not his most comfortable position. (laughs) 
Um, but I think he could slide in as a second striker. And I think that he and Kane have been working even better together, you know, on the second half of the season than they were at the beginning. I don't disagree with you there. And I think he's been one of the reasons why Harry Kane has been so prolific so far this season. Let's get on to the man, Harry uh, Kane. Yay! He, what can I say? What is there to say about Harry Kane? He's completely adorable. Um, you want to pat him on the head and give him a cookie. And you also want him to keep doing exactly what he's doing, which is putting his head down and coming from nowhere, scoring from everywhere. He scores from his head and he scores from his chest and he scores from his toe and his heel and from crazy angles that don't make sense because he's baby Peter Crouch and that's what he can do. He can, you know, make things look awkward and wrong and yet they go into the far corner and the near post and they're not supposed to happen and they do and we love him i mean this is a guy who actually was at arsenal for a season believe it or not when he was no. very 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 <laughs> no he is one of our own and it makes no sense the way he moves and we love every single wackadoodle he's like one of those you know giraffe toys that you press the bottom and they collapse that's him but he's a player who's really come through some hard times. I mean, he was at Spurs yeah. originally in the youth team and everything like that growing up. But he went on loan to a collection of lower league clubs in the English Premier League. He went on loan to Leighton Orient, who, God love them, have just been relegated out of the Football League this week. They're now going to be in the non league next season. Made 18 appearances, scored five goals in 2011. Then he went to Millwall, where he made a really, really big impact in 2012, scoring seven goals in 22 games, and then Norwich and Leicester. And, you know, he's been incredible, hasn't he? I mean, so far for Spurs, I think he's scored something like he's, and 107 appearances, 69 goals. He's incredible. It's nuts. I mean, yeah. international, and he's still very, very young. He's 27, I think. No, he's 23. Oh, stop it. He's a year, older, he's a year yeah. older than me, Jesse. He's a year older than me. I need to me. go. I've done nothing with my life. I have a I take care of my dog. That's it. <laughs> right. So we're going to wrap this up very, very Right, because I need to, like, schedule an emergency therapy session over my feelings. Where can we find you, Jessie? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jessie Loesch. That's where you can find me. And obviously on the Don't Call It Soccer podcast, the South American podcast every so often. And also we've done, me and Jessie, I've done a fantastic special on the globe on Uruguayan football and Deportivo Maldonado that you should definitely check out. I'm Ellis Palmer. You can find me on Twitter at EllisPalmer94. This is the WFI EPO Weekly Podcast. If you're a Spurs fan and you're angry we haven't mentioned your favourite player, please tweet, <laughs> the, please tweet the pod at WFI EPO Weekly or get in touch on Facebook at WFI EPO Weekly. Uh, there's space in there somewhere. Have a great week. It's been a pleasure speaking to Jesse, and I hope you all have a fantastic week. Ciao.